0: Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man, extraordinary Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're in the house for episode 127. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty interesting week. Anything run across your radar?
1: Yeah, I caught up on um the boys season two this week. Nice, and then um nice, nice. I caught up on the uh, uh the Justice League Snyder cut. Mm. And um yeah, so so I'm gonna watch that this weekend, viewing. so we could talk about that on Sunday.
0: Sure. Um, did you enjoy
1: it? Oh hell yeah, good. Okay, it, it so was like I, I heard just- why.
0: It was like, why, 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 why? why did they if you had this, why way? did
1: you do? If you had this
0: all along, why did you give me that bullshit? I, I've had that same question run through my head at times, but I'm looking forward to it because it's interesting. The critics actually didn't rate it very well, but all the fans rated it very well. And I typically go with fan ratings over critic ratings, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, because as I was telling you, the 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 critic ratings from the pre-release. Um, Which that it was way too long. It was boring, and I have a feeling that might have been fabrication from the, this uh, who from a crowd who wants the original Justice League to <laughs> to be all there is, yeah, the only or, or, remnant, or, or not even that the only all there is. They they just don't want it. They want it to to, to you know what I mean. It's their baby type of thing, and they Ooh, don't want to admit gross. that anything that's else an ugly could be baby better. because that doesn't make because it it doesn't make sense that so many people who watched it enjoyed it if it's a genuinely boring movie because even people who like boring movies would be like no it was boring but I enjoyed it otherwise no everyone's like no 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 it was good so I'm just like okay I I would say that there were some slow parts well yeah it's a four hour movie I mean you feel me there's gotta be a pacing change at some point so
1: it's like I don't know man I I honestly would give it like an 8 out
0: of 10 really easily okay easily so that'll be a good one and um what else did you say you caught uh, the Boys Season 2 I caught up on that Yes So I talked about My
1: end of it Did you enjoy that? Oh yeah That shit was It was it was pretty hilarious Like I was a bit wary Going into it Because I was just like It's one of those things Where you know They kind of write themselves a of Into shit. a corner I mean I'm used to that I mean They, they wrote themselves Into a corner So it's like Alright so What do you mean? Um, Because you know uh, Homelander is Superman, and he catches mm-hmm. Butcher like dead to rights at the end of season one, and it, he's back in season two. So I'm like, oh, and he has okay. no powers. So I'm like, mm, guys, you're gonna have to gonna have to be pretty good with this one. And they were pretty good about it. The only thing that more or less they they didn't really It's just that they didn't they didn't explain his memory loss, which they just kind of like never never it just never came up again. You know what I mean? Cause, you remember because he just mm-hmm. appeared in the in the in the um Billy? he just appeared in the parking lot. Butcher, yeah, he appeared in the parking lot and. He was trying to write down what he remembered from where he was. I but, assume he was drugged.
0: I just, I, in my head, he was behaving like he was drugged. But you're right; they never explicitly said what happened. I, I just that, made the assumption I, in my
1: head. It just, but that that's the only thing. But on that, I thought it, I thought it was super duper fun. I really liked the 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 um. I, I like what they did with the character of Stormfront. I really like how her Boy, character man, came in yeah. and was like. They did... She's such a well-written character. That's what I like
0: about that character. She's super well-written. Yes. I thought she was really well-played. Yes. I think I think that the person who put... Or the woman who put the performance in did an extremely good job. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That was just my... I didn't... I don't know if, if it was the writing or direction. But yeah, I felt like that character was very well done. Yeah. I, I, I felt it was the performance. But yeah, I could see it coming from writing, too. It's
1: like... I, I love the way how she... It, it, she was a great bait-and-switch for the audience as well as mm-hmm. for the characters. And... Uh, I, I really appreciate that about her, and I also like um, <laughs> I like how Huey grabbed his nuts. I, I always <laughs> like when the when the the character that's supposed to represent the common man, like I, I mean, I appreciate you, but you know, I only have a certain amount of patience for bitching and whining. So, oh, it was really nice that um. Huey kinda grabbed his nuts like really early in season two and was just like, Hey, maybe I should lead guys, right? (laughs) He made a step. He made a step. You tried it. You tried it. That was adorable. But Overall, I, re- I really like, uh, and I, I like the way they delved into a lot of people. Like that man, Frenchie. They way to humanize Frenchie. Like uh, Frenchie's, Frenchie's character got
0: a lot of development. Yeah, that was Him and Ki- uh, that Kimiko? was super
1: crazy. Yeah, and and that whole thing when you are finding out, like, oh, the reason why he was he wasn't watching Lamp Lighter was because he was trying to save his best best friend's life. Yeah, who? Spoiler alert: he's a
0: he's an addict, so didn't really he he didn't save his life. He just prolonged it. That and so it was like yep that's why i never like i've been in a situation where you see someone performing self-destructive behavior and you're like listen i'm not going to add to it but i also can't save you from yourself so you tell me what what i could do you know what i mean and i'll let you know if that's within my ability to do but you can't go out on a limb for people who are self-destructive man um and that's not to say you don't try to help them but that's not the way you help them right you know what I mean you chasing him down and beating him over the head with your absolutely. help isn't the way to do it. And 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 I that Frenchy Frenchy you, French, you wanted him to live more than he did. And when you yeah. see someone in a downward spiral like that it, it's, it's it's a dance. It's a dance. You know what I mean? And and if you know how to dance, it's you're not always leading in a good <laughs> dance. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're taking cues from the woman even as the man, you know what I mean? Like it's a dance. And you Yeah. Unfortunately he did not play that dance well nah, and it was portrayed nah. very well in the in the yeah. show. And I
1: really liked um Lamplighter, who's played by Sean Asmore The whole time oh, I'm watching man, it, the co- you remember I'm that? like I'm like, yo, this dude looks so familiar. Yeah. Why does this dude look so familiar? And it turns out I was fucking Iceman the whole time. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh my nigga. So that was really dope He's the opposite though. Yeah. He's I love that. That was He's a that fire was really guy. clever, guys. <laughs> that
0: was lit I like that. Um so yeah, the guy who plays Lamplighter, who is a fire-based superhero, is played by someone who formerly played Iceman in the MCU, who is a, nah, spoiler not, alert, ice-based hero. Not MCU, <laughs> in the MCU, Fox in the Fox-CU. Uh, yes, the the, the Fox-produced movies. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it's not a part of the MCU, because yeah, it's an and the, uh, 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 they released, the, the showrunners were like, nah, uh, uh, Quicksilver showing up in WandaVision it was just a joke. It was just a boner joke. Just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> boner joke. It was just a... It was just boner. A, we know you like Got this him. guy. <laughs> so we're going to slide him in here and let you guys go wild. Actually, they had no clue that people would go as wild uh, as they funny. did, but it's cuz they're high, bro. Yeah, you you didn't know. What
1: the fuck? Yeah, about speaking we didn't know your
0: audience. Speaking of side shit, I saw uh, an article about um the some of the things that they had to change for boys, and in season 1, I didn't I I didn't read uh all of the comics. And cuz I definitely don't remember this, but in uh, Starlight's introduction in the comic books, in the show it was just her being sexually assaulted by the Deep. The but Deep. in the in the comics, it was the Deep, A Train, and Homelander, mm-hmm. and it was gratuitous. And I and I really do appreciate that they toned it down. I really do. Like I, I don't. I'm not a fan of like the explicit nature of showing things like rape. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that a good cinematographer understands, you know, the art in what's not shown and how to be evocative and not overly gratuitous with with sensitive uh material like that. So I really appreciated that they toned yeah. back and, that And the scene. showrunners <laughs> seem to absolutely understand that. Well, also, the it's, it's they're the guys who wrote the the graphic novel are the showrunners. Uh well, Jack I, Jack is is one of the writers, yeah. Oh, Jack Quaid? No, not Jack Quaid. What's his last name? Um, oh. Kripke? You got to, um, if you look it up, uh, the, the credits, he'll come up. No, I can't remember his last name. But yeah, because I was reading the article, and in the article, they talked about, so as being one of the authors and uh, a showrunner, did you have a hard time changing your story for TV? And he was like, absolutely not. TV is way more visceral. You can't show a freaking <laughs> gang rape on TV. That's, so, That's yeah. not artistic. And I was like, "Thank you, bro. That's what I'm talking about." <laughs> um. Yeah. There's um. Mm-hmm. There's a.
1: Uh, oh, it says it's uh, Eric Kripke is the American writer and television mm-hmm. vision producer of The Boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if they are the official showrunners, but they're very close. They're working very closely Yeah. And I thought them. the The Boys was originally <laughs> written by Garth Ennis. I don't have that information off the top of my head. But I mean it's all Wikipedia I mean, it's not like um Oh man, if I, I see I don't ever bring a, a device in here. Maybe I should bring something <laughs> in here to look stuff up because I have it on my phone. I was swear I was reading the article. Uh but, but you, nonetheless, they were
1: talking about it and um yeah, it's Yeah, Garth Ennis is the one who mm-hmm. wrote the graphic
0: novel of the boys and mm-hmm. um but uh, he he he's might be the main one but he's not a solo writer cuz there's other people who wrote on it cuz I've seen them do interviews um with like CBR, the Comic Book Report, mm. and they there's there's other people who worked on it with him. He we, might be the like the originator, like you it's his idea and storyboard, but there's other people who write with him on it. Okay. Um but yeah, it's I think that they did a great job and I think that they they succeeded kind of where George R.R. Martin kind of fell off because he didn't keep on writing source material. He couldn't continue to help being a showrunner. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> the the seasons of Game of Thrones that George R. R. Martin was very in, uh, involved in were really good. Those first four seasons, I think, were really stellar. Then the, the five and six, not bad. But then seven and eight were just like, what are you doing here, guys? Throwing it in. So... Yeah, I thought that that, that was really interesting. Um, seeing, hearing them talk about changing some of the story elements to to more appropriately, and also the the in, uh, they talked about the interjection of social media and and contemporary themes into Boys Season Two, yeah, and they were like, "Well, that was super dope." It was written in such a way that it kind of it kind of predicted these things because a lot of these elements do show up in the graphic novel, you know, like uh, the um the use of propaganda and uh utilizing public opinion to leverage against superheroes things of that nature were all present mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so they were just able to flesh it out a lot more viscerally in the show and so they to do so they got to add in more contemporary references and so yeah they did a great job i really enjoyed season 2 yeah it was it was definitely when the first head explosion well happened done. was
1: how out of left field was that uh not really i you they were just talking no like i don't know if you remember but when i walked out of my room i literally walked and in, in the scene when that was happening so it was like i do remember and i found that. it more funny both times i just found it funny <laughs> both times i just thought it was hilarious I loved
0: he was reaction that because i'm not, I'm not gonna lie that's, that's the that the would be my reaction. reaction that's the correct if reaction, someone's head exploded in front what of me do you like mean? that that was part of the game they can explode your head and you don't know where they are? No, oh, no. one told me See, that. the
1: difference between me and Huey is I would totally expect that to be a thing that people can do. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, well, most of the stuff it's is the pretty most, straightforward. Like, I mean, I feel you. But if anyone has superpowers, someone has the power <laughs> to blow up heads. Because it's not just one power that can do that. You can achieve that with a wide variety of powers. Sure. And people who don't want to sit around and, like, exchange blows with you and have a contest of strength. It would be like, what's the most efficient way that I can get this fight over and done
0: with without exerting any kind of force? Oh, pop. Yeah. I me? mean, if, if I have the ability to explode your head, then that's a, you feel me? It's a game changer. Decision. Yeah. You feel me? It's like. My tactics change and focus pretty solely around exploding exactly. your head.
1: Exactly. It's the most efficient way. Fuck it. Especially because they can't trace it. How are you going to trace that?
0: Bro. How are you going to trace that? So, so, and now in retrospect, Evidently, someone analyzed the scene where in the courtroom where the head started to explode, Mm -hmm. and that's evidently the scene that gave it away that it was Victoria Newland because she made eye contact. Like they very quickly and inconspicuously flashed her eye contact with every person before their head exploded, but in an inconspicuous way. Doing that. I didn't notice it at all. It was I so wouldn't notice well noticed done, either. It, but I'm going glad back, it's, it's something that there. they
1: did ahead of time. Oh, absolutely. Because, because because you know, that
0: only allows them to make it more, like, more uh, uh, legit. It was the br- kind of breadcrumb they needed to legitimize yeah. that they didn't just make this a faux pas. Like, a, not a faux pas. Um... Uh, Nah, I'm with that. I'm I,
1: I love her character, man. Like, that was, that was such well, a good play. Well, I liked her character. Play.
0: I didn't even expect her to be that role That's as well. That's why I
1: like her character, yeah. because that was such a good play. Like, I didn't see that coming at Mm-mm. all. And the fact that she's working so many angles. It's the fact that she's thinking angles so far on angles, ahead. On angles on what? I, I really like characters that are um, fucking, you know, use your foresight, nigga. Like, Stop. Stop reacting to everything people Especially are doing. If like, some like,
0: Especially if you can explode people's heads. <laughs> plant some shit, like let let me see some, Cause let me see some layers and some depth to your thoughts. You know and I'm saying her choreography of that court scene was masterful. I mean that right there put everything in disarray. Everything, <laughs> even from the position of dramatic irony as the watcher, you could not figure out like what the f- okay the entire game is different now and we don't know what's going on yeah that's lit. you don't know who's the bad guy like it, yeah that wasn't really it's good. mostly because you don't know how well, that power up. is
1: activated you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. the that's the that's the whole thing it brings up like like the enemy battle logic so you're like okay so if you're trying to fight this person you're gonna figure out like okay so what's the trigger to your power does you have to look at me does oh. you have to bling? Is there a delay between activation and
0: head explosion? It's a ninja's number one number one asset? Is do you know what my power is? And if yeah, not, exactly I will not reveal to you it's how like I'm going to use battle it.
1: analysis, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta use that information real quick. So I'm really excited to see how they they deal with that going forward. And I'm also curious as to how they're gonna deal with like the boys not having powers. You know what I'm saying? Because like in the in the comics, they, they, they do take uh, the v. boys, yeah, they are like, on V and v yeah. shit. They cut
0: it in different ways. Well, so mother's like, milk um, always evidently mother's milk has always had powers, and, and he, they seem to have, be using his his story from um from the show. Uh, I mean, from the graphic novel. So he's actually should have strength because yeah, he's supposed
1: about, to be superpower, yeah. but I have never seen him do anything that I would so describe would, as yeah. a feat of strength. No, not particularly. Really like. Mm-mm. he gets beat up on the regular You know, like I well, know for sure Kimiko yeah but I know for sure Kimiko is super yeah. because I've seen her do things that I can be like okay that's superhuman mm-hmm. there's nothing
0: that I've seen MM do that I'd be like okay yeah he's superhuman no, in I the TV with Frenchie, show. and in French, in the show Frenchie is supposed to he does V like a drug <laughs> <laughs> I mean in the graphic <laughs> novel you um, know, Frenchie, at least Frenchie
1: is like he's the brains you know what I mean at
0: least the, it's I mean, a little bit understandable. Billy the Butcher uses it strategically. Like, mm. he'll just straight up, in, <laughs> like, there's no, he just uses it like, oh, okay, we're about to fight some soups. All right, I need an edge.
1: Yeah, Billy the Butcher's a cut above, though, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, in the comic, they get around it in a couple of ways, and I don't, and they could still incorporate some of those ways. M.M. is the only one that's going to be kind of weird, because it's like, bro, you're supposed to have been, you're supposed to have been on the juice so, the whole from time. From day
1: one, yeah. I mean, you um, need a juice to live.
0: yeah. Yeah, because that, that was crazy, the story behind um, M.M., which I think I went over in an episode before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, very much looking forward to season three of that.
1: Yeah, fucking Jensen Echols is coming on, so I'm, I'm actually, um I'm, I'm never, I'm not a big Supernatural fan, so I really only know Jensen Echols from um, Under the Red Hood, he, he plays the voice of Red Hood in that one Batman animated series, and he's pretty dope, and he's supposed to be playing Soldier Boy next season, so... I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm, soldier boy. There's only one soldier boy. Lo, <laughs> look, man. I don't fuck with rotic r's as is an Islander. That's not my thing. Uh, hard r's is not no. a thing. You don't pull no. hard r's. It is, nigga. It is. It is the bane of my voiceover. It is so. It's it's rough as fuck you when I do. You have no idea. Like, and a lot of times I have to reread shit because I'm like not putting that r on there, or because the r sounds so weird to me. Yeah. Don't fuck with it. Soldier Boy, goddammit. Soldier Boy.
0: <laughs> Superman that Drake, that hoe? Dra- He stole my whole flow. <laughs> Ball for bar, Line for line. Drake. Bro, Soldier Boy quotes Looking are great. Goofball, I need to make some some ringtones out of Soldier Boy quotes. Oh, sick, bro. His lawyers will be on you so fast. <laughs> Damn, I can't even use the, the likeness. Hell no. Nah. I'll record them shits myself, mocking him. Say <laughs> I won't. Use, use all of that high-end equipment to, to digitally render my voice. Drake! <laughs> Sound like the fucking roaches from the Raid commercial. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. But yeah, moving on. In some gaming news, dude. Fucking Activision Blizzard, man. Just know that if you, you support their games, you are actively supporting one of the worst companies out there. Cleanly one of the worst companies out there, bro. They recently gave fucking the CEO was Tommy Kotick, that's his name. Sure. CEO of Activision Blizzard just got remunerations of over 200 million dollars. Suckers. And that is on top of his salary of 30 million dollars. And then they went on to lay off 190 employees. And it's like you know, I get it. There's times and, and situations in a company when you have to scale back, when you have to restructure, when you have to do a lot of things. But in a time when there's a pandemic going on or the tail end of a pandemic or whatever you want to call it, jobs are hard to come by. It's difficult to to, to move around in, in the industry. To just lay off 190 people and give someone who, by the way, didn't meet any of their of their uh of their required goals in terms of their CEO job, uh uh requirements so they had um benchmarks that they have to meet in terms of performance to be you know to to rate their their uh, activity as a CEO he met none of those benchmarks but the benchmarks he did meet Were the benchmarks that were required for him to meet to receive the $200 million in remuneration uh, uh, for, um, I believe it's for shareholder stock value, not for the actual performance of the company. Now, why in the world would you separate raising shareholder value from the, the, the proper operation of the company? Why would you separate those two things? Why would you incentivize him to do that? I know why he wanted to and I know why he was good with it, but why would the shareholders or anybody who's required to oversee this think that that was a good idea? You know what I mean? Like this company is structured to extract all of of the resources from the workers and give it to the CEO like two hundred million dollars is a significant. 230 million dollars is a, is a significant enough chunk of their profit to say hey you know is this company purely here to line his pockets because they're lose their hemorrhaging employees their player base is down their most of their of their of their value is in China what is going on here what is this company like do the people at Blizzard actually realize what their company is? Like this shit's crazy because it seems like making video games is ancillary. Absolutely.
1: I mean, when the um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it's like it's just Listen, like Edgar. I thought that was egregious. It's like Edgar said to um uh Homelander, you know, this is not uh uh this is not
0: a, a video game company. This is a money making company. Yeah. You feel me? It's Get out of it here. clearly is. And and it just sucks because like Those 190 people, they were in the live events division. I absolutely believe that they had skills that were capable of being assimilated into the digital division. Because the the digital events division. Because they just did the digital BlizzCon, and evidently that's the way that they're going to go into the future. Because they don't have enough physical players to actually support renting out a convention center anymore. And so... It makes sense that they're restructuring, but they had to lay off hundred and ninety people. That's a pretty big fucking wing of the company. You know what I mean? And a lot of the people are are, are saying that this was very sudden that they had, that, you know, If you're going to cut 190 people, that's not an instantaneous decision. They've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people were not notified to the precariousness of their job. They weren't notified that their division was ending. And this is the part that sucks. It's like if you're closing down the live events division, then what stake do you have in misleading these people? It's just a dick move. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real monetary gain that I can see. No, they just don't want to deal with having to calm everybody down. Essentially. They don't want to deal with the PR. And it's like, yo, wouldn't that be, I don't know, wouldn't that be cheaper than, than keeping all of these people when some of them, I'm sure several months ago, could have found other jobs. You know what I mean? And then you, give, then you don't have to worry about severance or anything like that. And they can amenably move on to a new position. Like, I just don't get it. Why are these such dickheads? It's
1: because you're applying compassion to a uh, to a corporate structure. That's basic why. care.
0: It's not. Like, I don't even know if it's compassion. You it's just basic it is. care. Just Whatever the basic you call consideration it. for other yeah, human no. beings.
1: No, none of that. It is antithetical to the corporate Ooh,
0: structure. And then you remember. And then here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. The gift cards. Get them. They get yo. Part of their severance package is a two hundred dollar gift card to to BattleNet. I was like, these niggas have no shame. Brilliant. None. That is such garbage. That's 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 the equivalent of someone
1: spitting in your face in front of your family and friends. They have absolutely no respect for you. And then you. spitting
0: in your family friends' and face yeah, too. Yeah, they, like, they have no respect for you. And they, they
1: know they either know you're not going to do shit about it, uh-uh. or no, if you do shit about it, it's going to be completely ineffectual. That's basically that that yeah. level of move is what that is. It's like eh, you're so far beneath me. Hey, but hey, bro, you want to? You want to, here's the money to and give it's back like, to me. And it's
0: like, you know what the worst part about it is? Is like, first of all, you have to understand if any company gives you a gift card, it's be, Those gift cards have zero value. They have literally zero value. They're not valued after $200, especially when it's a, a uh, gift card to a digital store. It like, gets even less valuable. Because at least if you gave me a gift card to Beth, Beth, Bed Bath & Beyond, I can go get something and then resell it. A gift card to a digital store means like it literally has zero value outside of what they, outside of for mounts for wow. Like it's really that much of a waste. Like it's such a slap in the face, man. It, like that's like Amazon level. Don't give a fuck about your employees. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you becoming more and more commonplace. We stand with uh, the employees in Bessemer, Alabama trying to unionize. Good luck, you guys. Lord knows they need an example of how their uh, their employees can have some form of power in this fucking, in this dynamic that they've created. Man, Amazon has created such trash employee dynamics wherever they are. And they purposely go to places with no other jobs. Because I was thinking about this. I'm going to be about the tangent real quick. Um, I, don't, I don't understand why people choose to work at Amazon. Like, I hear what they're talking about. Like, you should hear some of the testimonials. 12 hour work days. They'll video, they video, they have like cameras in those vans to make sure like you're not doing anything other than (laughs) what you're supposed to be doing. Like, which I I don't, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be monitoring people. I'm saying that they shouldn't be putting so much pressure on you that you you can't even, that's intentional. They can't even use the bathroom. Yeah, it's Big Brother shit.
1: Big Brother's always watching you.
0: That shit is absurd. Don't do
1: nothing that you... Don't do shit you know the company don't want you to do, son.
0: It's... I think it... Oh, man. What is it called? It's, there's a... There's a... Uh. There's a an effect in psychology in which... I think it's called the panopticon, where you have one guard in the center of a circular prison, and he can monitor everyone... He obviously can't monitor everyone at once, but you never know when he's watching you, type of thing. Yeah. And it's like a real and what it does is His psychologically, is it puts it 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 puts the prisoners in a weird psychological state. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's like it's a very disheartening work environment to say the least. Amazon creates one of the most hellish environments for humans and uh, to to express their labor value. And I don't understand why people keep working for them. Now it's probably more of a matter of desperation. Exactly. It's the same it's the same reason why they put military recruitment centers in, in rural areas. Poor neighborhoods. And poor neighborhoods. They purposely go to places and build these these fulfillment centers in places that have no other industry in them. And so as bad as the Amazon uh workplace is it's better than the no workplace that's, uh, that's the other option. And it's scary how well Amazon and the military has taken, uh, has taken advantage of the auxiliary workforce that exists of the unemployed. They, they, they are extremely abusive to them, you know, and people flee to the arms of, of, of these institutions to get out of poverty. And it creates a weird situation where, yes, they will give them, they will provide them a more comfortable, impoverished living, and people are grateful for that minimal comfort. And so they have this weird dynamic with their with the people who are giving them the most meager of subsistence when they are val- when their value is a lot more than what they're getting paid. It's just better than as I said, the zero that they would be getting otherwise. And in America, we have a real issue with large institutions abusing the unemployed. Like, it, it it, was bad before when unemployment was really low, and it's coming to a head now that unemployment has skyrocketed. You know what I mean? Like, before it was just regulated to demographics that have high unemployment. So while unemployment was like 3% in the, in the white demographic, it... That that disproportionately fell on the black labor force where unemployment was closer to 30 to 40 percent. And so they were the ones being exploited because they more heavily comprised that auxiliary workforce of unemployed people, you know. And so it's a very, very, very bad situation. And we need to uh, address this legislatively, unfortunately. This is something that you have to set up from the structure of, of how people do business and in America, people do business or structure their business around what they can legally get away with. And we have to make sure that we do not empower companies to legally exploit labor value. I'm not saying that we have to be socialist, but we got it. We can't allow the capitalist class to exploit labor so much because in a uh, consumer-based society, the consumption comes from the labor class, really. And so you're handicapping the society as a whole by exploiting the labor class. and so we listen, i would love to see us get away from capitalism. but if we're not gonna then at least you know perform capitalism in a way that could substantiate itself into the future. and we can't continue this capitalist cycle of consumption if they're going to refuse to to you know legislate or regulate Amazon and other entities and institutions' ability to extrapolate value from unemployed people. And they do that by employing them in slave-like labor. Because that's what it's like. It's like you might not be a slave 24 hours a day, but you're a slave for 12 hours of the day. And we can't allow that to be the norm in workplaces, that people become a slave for eight hours a day. We can't empower the employers to do that. That's just... On a humane level, we shouldn't do that. We should never want to do that. But anyway, that, that's a, my little side rant. I actually had a whole topic that I was going to talk about, but that was pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> we got to get real about, <clears throat> about that. And actually, it was more in reference to um the living wage as well. You know, That's one way in which we can. And, and that's why that fight is so important. And I really appreciate Bernie for sticking with that fight, even more so than the Medicare for All, because I... As much as I believe in the concept of Medicare for all in the American system, you don't need to give Black people Medicare for all because we're just going to be participating in a system that doesn't provide us positive outcomes. So I'm I'm a little bit less on that. But if you know, will help a lot of our medical situations. Not having stress on our heads about our our wages. That that I think that lower that hiring the minimum wage will go more. To to helping health outcomes for African Americans than Medicare for all. That's that's my hot take. Is that the help like dealing with the fact that people are allowed to get paid unlivable wages hurts them medically more than the fact that the medical the medical system is 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 very poorly distributed in this country to say the least. But yeah. Moving on from that, and that was supposed to be a gaming topic. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to, I didn't have much to talk about in enter- in entertainment, but I did just want to touch on this because this story just, I've been trying to ignore it so much and it just refuses to go away. So I'll comment on it real quick. And that's the, um, the Markles, uh, and going on into now the Osborne situation. So I remember it was like a year ago. We talked about them last time that they were talking about. We want to be no part of the family, and I and and I back then I said they. It's not that they don't want to be part of the royal family. It's they want to play the part of the part of the family. They want to play the part of the black sheep of the family. It's a role that they're playing. They don't actually not. They they definitely want to be part of the royal family. They don't want to 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 forego all of that publicity. No they love it they love it they love the attention they love all of the paparazzi they they dig it that's why she married into it um and moreover that i think that that was driven home by the fact that they're still talking about like why can't our son have a title well if you don't want to be part of the family why are you asking for a title for your son but anyway i digress they came back up into the into the entertainment news feed because she did a, 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 a an interview with, with Oprah and ta-da, she said her family was white racist. And I'm like, you do know you married into literally the family that not only originated racism, they refined it and they exported it around the world. Like, Like seriously, American racism is just a derivative of the racism that English people created. Like, come on, you married into that. You chose to go into that. You knew what you were getting into. Like, I get it. You fall in love, all of that. Marriage is a choice, though. And if you're going to choose to to marry into that, don't, don't woe is me that they're racist. Of course they're racist. You knew they're racist. Now, if you want to petition them not to be racist, cool. But you married into them. So there's a certain amount of permissiveness to that. So anyway, that whole arc happens. And then evidently now, Piers Morgan has been going off on a tirade about it and then he got called out hard no by 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 a regimen beresford i was like yo i love that name beresford yo that's a hard-ass name but yeah uh he pierce morgan got called out and then he stormed off because evidently it was made public that he went out on a date with Meghan markle and she ghosted him on the date <laughs> and she went and she left from the date with him to go to a party <laughs> with someone else <laughs> And after that, she uh, stopped talking to him. And then ever since then, his coverage of her has been very negative. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, Oh wow, my nigga's hurt, my nigga's ego's so, hurt. So this nigga storms off of his show and quits I'm his mad. job mm, off the I'm back so of that. Mad. Which that just makes me believe it even more now. <laughs> that makes me believe it because it's funny because he's doing it to like protest. But it's like, I hope you know that I totally believe it now. Yeah, like the fact that you acted but, that way totally makes but, me believe. Come
1: it. Come on, son, think about the privilege you got. You know, what I'm saying how much bread we were just talking about job and job security a second yeah. ago. How comfortable you got to be to be like, "Yo, that's fuck privilege. this job, fuck this multi-million-dollar international oh, what, job." You're accusing me of something that seems pretty plausible. Fuck this job, I'm out. I don't even need this shit no more. And
0: and and and, uh, and I'm sorry, but I don't think Beresford would have said that on that platform without it being true because it's too checkable. You know what, what I mean? Absolutely, That's it's the way the kind too of shit checkable. That, that's an open and shut libel case, my G. Oh, and he exactly he would be putting himself. On the chopping block. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was funny. But then, but then, but oh, so the whole point of Beresford calling him out was, um, was that Piers, you're shading her and it's coming off as racism, but it's really just a bad look. I don't think, I don't know if you're racist, but you're definitely coming at her because of personal reasons. And that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad enough. And and I, I totally rock with him and his point. Um... But then here comes Sharon Osborne to cape for Piers Morgan and said, What did he say is racist? What did he say that was racist? Someone explain to me.
1: Yo, Sharon, you're not helping. Yo, yo chill, chill. Yo, my God. Sharon,
0: chill out, relax, relax. And relax, bro. Appreciate it. The, the, the OG just relax on that. The OG, Cheryl Underwood, like a G, tried to explain it to her. And now the show is on hiatus, which means I don't think that I don't think that Sharon's coming back because Hello, Sharon is a racist <laughs> as fuck, dude. That was she a hiatus, dude that escalated so fucking quickly, bro. Because like all the shit that Sharon did is coming out when she said that. Oh, you can't oh, close yeah, the borders because who would wash our car toilets I've and all things. of this stuff. Yeah, and I so heard. and I mean like not even just that her husband. I mean you. Let's not even talk about the shit that Ozzy has said. <laughs> Okay, that she is co-signed, that she's sitting there laughing in the background with. So, And Ozzy is high, by the way. At least, Ozzy at has least an Ozzy's excuse. got an excuse. Ozzy's <laughs> got an excuse. He's fucking, he's yeah. got like two brain cells left. Yep. And so I just wanted to, to touch on this to say, no, when it comes to the Marcos, I don't feel bad for her. It's a, it's a show. Um, If there is racism, no, she is not negatively impacted by it she was fully aware of it she she's playing a role and everyone's yucking it up and that's sad but it is starting a conversation around not just race but helping to to really exemplify what racist behavior is because a lot of white people stand on this idea that I didn't say I didn't say nigger I didn't call you a nigger and and That is the only way for them to be racist. And it's like, no, 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 no. But if you, if all of your interactions with me are colored by the idea that you think that black people are thugs and hoods, then that is racist. You don't have to call me a thug or hood. But if you deny me access to things, if you speak negatively on me, if you deny me uh, advancement due to the color of my skin, that's also racist. That is also racist. It's not just what you say. No, nah, they know that. They just don't like. I believe they. Know they're just it as well. uncomfortable
1: with being called out, so that they'll do everything to wiggle out of it. Like they don't. And
0: I believe you're right. I believe that they've always <clears throat> known it. I believe. I'm just happy now that the the public sphere is starting to call that that particular you line of like bullshit. That, yeah, like because it's always been there. It has definitely always been there, and it's yeah. it's a silly way to to kind of weasel out of like, come on, you know what I mean? Like we've all. We've all used colorful language to get around saying something that someone doesn't like, and it and it doesn't mean that your intention is any purer. It's, it doesn't mean that you mean them any better. It just means that you you were willing to dance around the point a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like what the fuck. But yeah, I thought I just wanted to to touch on that a little bit because I saw it out there, and I know that very typically I will I will put on the cape for a black woman experiencing racism. But what I don't want to do is jump out on a limb from somebody who, like when Candace Owens experiences racism, it's because she goes to Fox News and she (laughs) talks to racists and they treat her with racism. She knows they're racist. And so so I don't feel bad for her. There's way too much racism that is endemic to the system, that is forced upon us, that, that, that we can't avert, that. I'm not going to go out and, and, and cape for people who go looking for racism to get into. But yeah, moving on from that, we got a. There's a bunch of shit that's been going on in in the social sphere. Some shit that's been going on here. I'll, I'll cover some international topics and then I'll bring it back home. Um, <laughs> North Korea's new leader. Did you know North Korea had a new leader? I did not. Kim Kim Yo Jong. It's a female. It's a, it's a. It's a lady. Was is that? And his she's younger sister crazy from too. Earlier? Huh? Is that his younger sister from earlier? Probably she's a Kim, so I'm assuming so. But um, yeah. I don't know if it's like China where they just everyone has the same last name for funsies. But like, yeah, it's I, it's probably his sister. But yeah, I remember she had popped up in the news a uh, a while back when they had said that he had um he had died and shit. Well, she's out here and she's letting America know back the fuck up from what? Who the fuck knows? But she's out here letting America know if you overstep, Korea will lay you down. And I'm like. What, what, what I'm are not we afraid of no country. I don't know. It's I'm not like, afraid it's of no
1: country that is so scared they're fucking uh, uh, trapping their people and preventing them from learning. Oh, my Oh my G. Yeah no. <laughs> Fuck y'all. The hell are you talking about?
0: I just That's uh, that just a shot across the bow to Biden just to let him know like yo yo new leader we out here we out here.
1: Yeah, that's that's the standard approach for a new leader. It's like it's like when um. It's, it's like when you get a new department head and they just switch shit around just for the sake just of just to show you that they can shake it up. Yeah. What a dick. Just so that they <laughs> yeah. have something to their name so that whoever hired
0: them, they can be like, look, see, I've been working. Yeah. But I thought that was... I, dog and pony I show. did not realize that that there was a transition to power. I didn't take much stock in that there was reports that he was dead because, you know, people say Kim Jong-un's dead all the time or Kim Jong-il. Which one is it? Un or L? It was Un. Un. Um...
1: Yeah. I I mean,
0: he was alive up to pretty recently. I thought so. Yeah. But yeah.
1: But, you know, it's. The idea that
0: there's a new leader, clearly, he's. I mean, I don't think. I don't see him stepping down, right? Look, man. But he did look super unhealthy, man. That dude, like, he doesn't pee or poop, evidently. And so he's (laughs) got to be backed up. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but did you see, like, if you ever look at the pictures of him over time. From the beginning of, of of when they started talking about him in the public to when he gained power to to evidently when he passed, the dude was gaining weight like a motherfucking, whoa. Like, ah, that shit can't be healthy, my man. You can't be eating all the food in your country and letting everyone starve. Uh, yeah, nah, you, nah,
1: man. You know, it's a dangerous life, man. That, that... That and being in
0: that country is—I is, can only a imagine the den of snakes that, that that cabinet yeah. is. Like, mm-hmm. the, can you imagine that the, that the military leaders and the politicians and people who actually participate in that political structure? Like, it must be terrible. Yeah, I'm sure we've like, all I, seen uh, uh, we, we've all seen a, a TV show with
1: with that stereotypical power structure. Oof before. It's like like I wonder if it's it's,
0: it's, it's like, comedic though. you think they, you think it's comedy? It's probably it's pure comedy. Nah,
1: from our <laughs> perspective it's comedy. From their perspective no, it's real as fuck. Oh yes. But from our perspective <laughs> from absolutely perspective. because they because it's absurd like like the, the shit they tell this people, like like he don't pe- like great leader, nigga. You I have to call you great leader, bro. Like it's shit, yeah. like that. Ugh. Shit, like the fact that I need to refer to your title all the time. It's shit like that. that Without laughing, like, can I laugh when I like, do I'm it, out, bro? If they let I'm me out. snicker, I'll
0: I'll call him great leader. I'm out If I could, nah. great leader. <laughs> Not even if that. I could say it like that, then maybe. Nah, son.
1: Like I, it's dangerous to entertain the egos of psychopaths. Oh
0: my goodness, is it though? No, you really shouldn't, though. Like, entertaining anyone's delusion is generally dangerous. Like, Mm -hmm. whether they're a psychopath, whether they're a megalomaniac, whether they're depressive, do not entertain delusions. Nope. Because it's only a matter of time before you start to internalize that delusion, and then you start living in it. And now you're all fucked. It's all bad. It's all bad when we start sharing delusions. I mean, that won't happen to me, but, no. No. Good luck for other people. Well, it's because you you actively <laughs> don't entertain delusions. I am entertain, not entertaining yours, and I won't force mine on you. I will not I won't put those into the into the air. How about that? Absolutely. But yeah, in other uh international uh politics. So a few weeks back I started talking about how uh Ava Morales is coming back to power in Bolivia after he was ousted by a right wing um uh, American-backed coup, and then his party won power again. People elect, you know, asked to to bring him back to the country. They lifted his his uh, his sanctions and all that stuff. Whew. They arrested the right-wing president that uh, ousted him, and she's about to go on trial. There's, I, I think that South America is about to see a new day. <laughs> Because never before have these coup powers actually been put on trial by state forces that they attempted to take a coup in, uh, attempted to partake in the coup in. Like, that's never happened. I think they tried in Chile, and they tried in Peru, but in the international court, they um, they didn't try them. But Bolivia is about to try them internally. And yeah, it's not looking good. Because it was yeah, very it was obvious, kind of the coup was very obvious. Uh,
1: that's kind of crazy that one would try a coup and then hang around after it, fa- hang around after it failed to see. Because, how, but see, this, this is the fucked up fall. part.
0: Because America keeps recognizing <laughs> it, but no one in the country is recognizing it exactly. And so they so think that with American backing, they can take over the country. Mm, and that's what I'm saying. This is Bolivia. Listen, this is not the UK more where more there's infrastructure and stuff. This is Bolivia where. I think a very large percentage of the country Is still forests It's not <laughs> the kind of place Where America is about to start a ground war With the locals to keep you in power
1: Yeah You know what I mean Like Very poorly planned out Terribly yo This, this chick I mean, is about to get put on trial I don't know Regardless of who's backing your coup bro If your coup don't go
0: right the first time Dip Don't well, hang out well, bro it, it, Well it did So technically the coup worked but then they tried True. to they tried True. to institute democracy again and they democratically elected the guy they just if you know that what was I mean?
1: me the day I got the election the next day I'd have disappeared, my nigga. You True. would never fight me. That's I, my point. I would never leave the president. That's palace. my point. Like Mm-mm. the oh, word? Mm, all right, for sure. Yeah, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Just hang on. I'm coming right downstairs real quick. We'll do the exchange of power, all that shit. Hopped Give him a number. We'll be down with him just Dude, a moment, we, right? Nigga, I'm packing a bag and I'm hopping out the window. Nigga, what? I'm flying I'm off some small people. island somewhere. Hey, could Fuck y'all that? send
0: me a plane? Some covert shit. I need to get out of here, bro. Yeah, like failing a coup. That's, I mean, or failing or nah. failing to establish power after the coup. Yeah, that's 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 where they fucked business. up. They didn't. They 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 performed the coup. They ousted. I mean, they they drove him out of the country. Evo Morales won the election from outside the country, technically, because he had to have proxies in the country actually running and doing that stuff. But everyone knew it was a proxy for him. The MAS Party was, was well represented. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just that I think that Bolivia is a really, really interesting place right now in the world. And they are setting a lot of great precedents in how to combat globalization. And not that you don't want to be part of the global market, you don't want to be subsumed by the global market, and that's some part of that uh, uh, of these, this world economics that people are having a real big problem with is how do you participate in it without being subsumed by it? And it's it's good to have a global market, it's bad to lose your identity in it, mm-hmm. and a lot of countries are doing that. Countries like Ireland, you know what I mean, like international economics mostly looks at them as a tax haven the island of man you know what i mean the, the, those that's a country that is just a tax haven you know these 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 things these you know our globalization strategy has become very bad and so i think that bolivia is a place to watch for for a good example of how to try to participate in a healthy way without losing yourself as a nation. And because you have to step down from the global uh, identity to the national identity, to the, to the individual identity, you know what I mean? To the, from, from the national to the community, to the individual, you know, we have to maintain all of those, those places of identity. Cause that's how you know your role in the greater scheme. You know, when you're subsumed in all of that, you just become a cog, mm-hmm. you know, you just spin. You get washed away. Mm, and it ain't good, but yeah. So yeah, moving on from that into the other news. What else been going on? Uh, <laughs> so a lot of U.S. countries, oh, U.S. countries, a lot of European countries have been um stopping use of the AstraZeneca uh vaccine because it's been having complications. Once again, a byproduct of not testing the vaccine long enough, and the worst part is, is that all of those countries that now have the AstraZeneca vaccine are creating a campaign to send it to third world countries to help get them vaccinated. And it's just like, you guys are really fucked up, man. You just suspended use of it in several countries. Only to say that we'll give it to other people because it's mostly safe. (laughs) Of course, for those countries to get it, they'll have to sign a waiver that releases you of liability for anyone who gets hurt. You see what I mean? This is why Jamaicans are pissed at the government. This is why many countries' citizens are pissed at their government for getting involved in this when they were isolated enough to deal with it with their local medicine. Dealing with COVID without vaccines in a small scale is not as hard as one might think, especially when you're on an island and mostly is tourism. They're separated from the population anyway. Like. You there's protocols and policies that can be taken to deal with this without having to be invasive in people's lives and bodies, period. But instead of doing that sensibly, they want to tell you get off the street at night as if that's the real thing that's going to prevent people from spreading COVID and not really regulating the interactions during the busiest parts of the day when the sun is out. Just a bunch of bullshit, man. And... and them suspending use of the AstraZeneca vaccine in in several European countries just goes to show the malfeasance that that went into the development and the distribution of this vaccine. Period. All shit that I was talking about when it first happened. This is why we didn't trust those companies to begin with. This is why I stressed let's get the let's get the mechanical things in effect. Let's get people at least trusting that. Because if, if we can't do that, then the vaccination going to be irrelevant. It's going to generally be irrelevant because we'll never reach a distribution level of the vaccine uh, that is effective to actually stymieing the virus. But who listens to the common man, right? Who listens to, to the talking heads on the Internet? We don't know what we're talking about. Moving on from that. Uh, we really uh, I, I was looking at this fucking. This tragedy that happened in Atlanta where this incel. Like, literally, and that's not even pejoratively, evidently, this 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 guy who went and murdered eight people at some massage parlors in Atlanta, uh, the report is saying that it was not racially motivated, even though six of the people he killed was Asian. It was, it was motivated through sexual frustration, which I don't know if that's better. Like, I don't know why they're saying that, like, oh, okay, whoo, we thought he was racist, but really... He was just sexually deprived, so it was just a bad day, guys, which I can't believe that they described this motherfucker as just having a bad day. Like, you guys will never look at your own and be reflective and say, hey, you know what? This is one of our own. He is a young, white American. He's part of your demographic. He's part of your community. He's exhibiting an extreme malaise. Be a little bit self-reflective and say, hey, is this something that we are perpetuating as a culture? Maybe it's not, but you, but, but the Caucasian community refuses to be, at least be reflective enough to say, Hey, you know what? Not having sex shouldn't make you do that. (laughs) Like, that's weird. Like that's, that's very problematic. You know what I mean? And, and, and you see this, you, you see stupid shit in all communities. Like you see, you know, I saw a story of a black guy who murdered his baby mama's girlfriend for over an argument. You know what I mean? Like, people murder for dumb reasons all the time. I get it. But there's murders out of ignorance, and there's murders that stem very much from rhetoric and cultural ideals that are perpetuated. That's a level of entitlement. To 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 kill someone you do not know, you know what I mean? Like, it's ignorant to kill your baby mama's girlfriend because you were arguing with her. That's just ignorance. There's no overarching cultural value that tells young black men to murder the significant other of their girlfriends. That's not a cultural thing. But there is a overarching cultural value that tells young white men that you deserve the best. And you deserve everything in the world that you want. And nobody should ever deny you that. And if someone chooses to deny you that, you take up arms and you go and you aggrieve them. There's a cultural value that says that. In America. And that's problematic. And Caucasian people need to address that. Because no one tells young black men that they have the right to take up arms when they are disenfranchised by society. And they shouldn't tell them that. I'm not telling young black. I'm saying, why don't we all operate under that auspice? Why don't we all operate under the idea that we will not we will not uh, uh, downplay... When people commit murder because of whatever reason, just because they're they're white. Like we we need to normalize that. Because this dude was however old he was, and he was a kid. But Tamir Rice was 12 years old and he was a man. And they shot him dead. But yet this fucker gets to walk around profiling fucking cause this was a race related crime. You can't tell me that six out of the eight people are Asian and he wasn't aiming for Asian people. You can't tell me that six out of the the eight people were women and he wasn't gunning for women. He would, he had a very set idea of who he was trying to kill. And we, and that needs to be addressed because that was taught to him. That was, he was taught to hate those people. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 life experience are you going to validate that says that oh yeah 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 he should that life experience is why he chose to go do that no someone taught him that this is how you settle your grievances with people what cultural what what in his surroundings taught him that because if that's just a natural reaction i think we'd see it a lot more if it's just a natural reaction that everyone has the 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 you know the the equal right of expressing then I'm pretty sure that it would be problematic. It's not. Something is breeding this in their environment. And we should probably address that. And maybe it's not. But if we never even, if we don't analyze it, it's just going to keep on perpetuating itself. And we're just going to keep seeing the rate of single white males participating in mass murder go up. You know, we got to address it somewhere, somehow. You know, and... and 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 moreover, I, I, I think that it's also something that we need to address because when they talk about, you know, all this anti-Asian hate, yeah, I'm sure that there are, are are people of all ethnicities who have participated in this, but the vast majority of it is coming from one demographic. A demographic that a lot of minorities seem to have a problem with. A demographic that Seems to have a sub that uh, seems to have a hate group for every demographic that exists. <laughs>
1: I never thought about
0: that. That's it's white people. <laughs> white people have a hate group for every demographic that exists. That's pretty. Maybe funny. we should address that. It's kind of hilarious. Black people don't have anti Asian hate groups. There's no organization of black people hating Asian people, there's no organization of Hispanic people doing that. There are organizations of white people dedicated to hating each and every demographic other than white. It's a little weird. And and and, and so let's really talk about this. Like when you talk about anti-Asian hate, let, let's talk about the preponderance. Let's not talk about the one-offs. Let's not talk about people who are, are, are subject to crime. That is generally the, the, the type of crime that happens on a regular basis. Let's talk about people who have manifestos and who openly state why they hate people. Those are hate crimes. That's the weird part is that, you know, a black guy punches an Asian person is a hate crime. Never had a history of it. A white guy has histories, has a whole history of anti-Asian social media posts, goes out, kills six Asian people. But that's not a hate crime. It's just—it's the as my man Beresford said—it's diabolical, it's diabolical thinking. You know what I mean? That's my ugh, my English action is trash, but <laughs> it's it, it's just diabolical thinking. You know, and 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 it's it's really it's really I think the it's the big thing, it's the big golden uh, yoke around America's neck. You know. And 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 while I don't want to say all of America's problems revolve around race, because a lot of their economic issues revolve around capitalism, race is their major cultural problem. Race is the major cultural problem of America. Maybe not economic, because I know that there's a lot of black leftists who hate race reduction, and I get it. But this is not race reduction in, for economics. But you gotta understand... That when you're talking about American culture, it's not reductionist to talk about race. It's not. Because where American culture is today, has it, if you don't want to say it goes back to the founding, it definitely goes back to its reconstruction. And we're 300 years out from that. 200 years out from that. So, yeah, it's fundamental. It's become fundamental to this country's uh, 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 culture. And we need to deal with it. Or someone needs to deal with it, because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. But nonetheless, for the hope of people who have to live here, it should be dealt with. (laughs) And so on that note, we'll wrap up with this. Um, I was watching or I was reading an article about um, the 1776 project, which was um, the Trump administration's push to, uh, to write slavery into the history books as a necessary evil. And uh, also, the article was was juxtapositioning it juxtapositioning that initiative to the 1619 project, which was uh, a push to center America's founding uh, on the origination of the slave trade in 1619, rather than on the signing of the Declaration in 1776, which. Also, I find to be an equally problematic endeavor. And I, and I thought that this was an important topic to talk about, especially in light of what I was just saying about how do we get a hold of, of the cultural issue of racism in this country. And I think a large part of that is being honest, being truthful, being reconciliatory about America's actual history. Not the propaganda it wrote about itself. The actual history. And neither of these projects, I think, adequately describe America's history. And because of that, it doesn't... As important as race is to American culture, I don't think it's where American history starts. American history does have uh, a a certain i think it more heavily has to do with rebellion and capitalism than it does with racism racism was a tool that they used to mobilize its its society around the uh the denigration of humans because they were exploiting those humans to such a great degree for the economic base of this country they needed that free labor. White people weren't going to build the White House. They weren't going to build any of those things. You know what I mean? Like they they left Europe because they were the lower class. They were the laborer class that was doing those things. You know? And so they left so that they can partake and be and have some social mobility which wasn't allowed to them. And that is the 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 story of the foundation of of, of American history the racism and the slavery were just the tools that it used to get to where it is today and because it's been using those tools for so long it's become part of part and parcel with, with who it is but we we have to be honest and accurate or else we'll never get to the reconciliation part because if you're trying to get reconciliation from someone and you're not adequately representing the position that they're coming from you're probably not going to get the reconciliation you're looking for Hell long. honesty nobody, is a huge part of that
1: yeah nobody wants to reconcile with someone who isn't even willing to like be honest about
0: what the whole conversation is, is about. about you know what I mean and and to say that American culture is racist is one thing to say that the entirety of American history is is foundationally racist I think is not true it's exploitative it's capitalist it's imperialist I don't know if it's racist races races is just a byproduct of the people being here being not white. I think that they would have exploited the Native Americans even if they were white. It's just the fact that they were Native Americans allowed them to use the tool of racism to otherize them and turn them into exploitable commodities. But I think what originates it is the desire to commodify humans. You know, the, the capitalist drive to exploit everything in your environment. That's the problem. Because without that drive, there's no need to otherize humans. There's no reason to find difference in people to exploit, to make value out of. And so, yeah, um, America really needs to come to a reconciliation with its history. And that's not through this bipolar swinging to the extremes. It's about being honest, truthful, and realistic about the things that this nation started on, the the motivations of the people who started this country, and where we want it to be, you know, where it could be, where it could go, those are the those that is that is real progressiveness, that is real forward thinking, that is real anti racism, is being honest and working towards a, 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 an understanding of the reality of our differences, not the the fabrication that capitalism uses to exploit us. But yeah, go ahead and leave you with that. Thank you for joining us, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy.